Hi, this is Dawn Shereen. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. So I'm doing a walk and talk today. I'm not really sure why, because I could actually sit. I have time. But I just um, I just feel like moving, I guess. Um, this has been a really horrible week and a half. Like, seriously horrible. Um, I don't know if I, I know I told you guys, but when I fell a couple weeks ago, I was like, well, at least I didn't break my teeth. Well, it doesn't turn out that way, actually. I had a hairline fracture in one of my front teeth, and I was eating a granola bar, and guess what? It split straight in half lengthwise. So, yeah, I'm dealing with that, um... I had, like, fake veneers I had bought when I lost the other tooth on the side when I was eating... What was I eating? Oh, a Heath bar. So, you know, my teeth are obviously weakened by... I know, I'd like to say drug use, but I actually really think it's the COVID um, vaccine that really screwed with my teeth. Or maybe both of them together. Just, like, did a job on my teeth. But... I mean, there's little to nothing I can do about it. I actually like these. I'm getting used to talking with them, which has been a struggle because they like to slip and slide and my tongue's not used to it. And, you know, because I already had a gap, you know, one of those gap tooth kids like David Letterman. And um, so I was kind of used to not having my tongue hit anything solid when I talk. And now it's all weird, but... I think they look good. I think they look better than my actual teeth looked, especially now, because I feel like I look like an absolute scarecrow. And, uh, you know, my self-esteem is kind of, like, seriously shot right now because of that. And um, I've got the... I can't say the name of the place I live, but they call it the spread, you know, what happens when you don't really do a lot and... Like, you know, the medication doesn't help, and they just changed up my meds. Not that That's not what all this spread is about, that's for sure. It's been coming since, probably since I moved here. Because I kind of, I kind of really got off course on exercising when I moved here. Because I didn't have a dog to run with, and I was really depressed. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still kind of really depressed. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I've actually came through the depression yet, or what happened coming here and peanut and you know two years ago doc doc and this is the time two years ago that I had been abducted kidnapped you know same thing and um was being trafficked pretty much and as much as I would like to think that it's not still in my head that I've gotten through it that that would be an absolute lie I'm totally not through it. I've never actually processed the rape. I've, um, you know, I really kind of shuffled it down into everything else. And then when everything came down, that happened in Lakeside to get me to flag. That was just another trauma on top of another trauma on top of another trauma, right? So I never dealt with any of it. And now that things are, well, a little more calm, you know, a little less scary, um, a little less life-threatening, I think is really a good way to put it. You know, it's all coming up because I don't, well, you know, I'm not high anymore. And 
it's not like in my face anymore. I'm not in that shitty trailer park anymore. And all the people that were just, I don't know what they were ready to do, but they didn't, <laughs> they didn't have good intentions around me. Um, and, you know, living hypervigilant for so many years, and it really takes a toll on you. And so all you're really doing is just trying to process how you're going to make it from one day to the next day without getting killed or, you know, killing yourself or, you know, anything that could happen, an accident with the trailer, which, you know, did happen after I left. And, you know, something happened into Doc when I had him and then trying to protect Peanut, which I honestly didn't do a very good job of, but I did save his life. I made sure that he got out of there alive, which I guess is really all you can ask for. So I've been processing a lot of stuff and, you know, the anniversary of Christopher's suicide is coming up in September and it's heavy on my mind and, well, I'm not going to say it shouldn't be because, you know, everybody processes stuff different and maybe it's better I process it before it comes, right? So I'm not just like flatlined on the day it happens and just for those of you guys who are new to the show or you know, haven't gone back in the old episode yet. He died September 11th, 2020. So, um, of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. And, uh, you know, he was like the love of my life. And, and I would have, I would have ultimately given my life for his at that time. But the option wasn't given. And, you know, he did what he did. And, um, you know, because of this show, and my stance to stay alive and everybody matters, it was absolutely devastating to me that he didn't come to me and let me know that he was in that messed up of a mindset. And, you know, and I also still, I still to this day feel guilty that I did not see it coming. However, like I said, at this point in time two years ago, I was someplace else fighting for my own life when, uh, you know, somebody basically sold me for a drug debt and left me for dead and didn't really... Somebody I loved, right? Somebody that I had loved for many, 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 many years and was waiting for them to, you know, finally come through for me. And turns out the dude was married and all this stuff. And, you know, go back and listen to Dumbest in the Room. And uh, there's another one about him, which I can't remember the name of it right now because it was way back in the beginning of the show but dumbest in the room sticks out for me because I uh it just devastated me it just devastated me what this guy did to me and then you know finalized all his shitty deeds to me by you know basically selling me out for a drug a drug debt to some psychopathic sociopathic dude who literally you know to this day, I'm still not exactly sure how I made it out of there without, you know, the only thing that really happened to me was the rape. It's not an only, but the rape and um, being attacked by Azrati, who, you know, gave me seven, seven puncture wounds in the arm and um, could have legitimately killed me had he chosen to do so. And he didn't. Um, The dog didn't. But the guy... You know, I I really don't want to talk about it. Like I said, I haven't processed it yet, and it's still, like, it's still super painful to think about what happened and then have Christopher commit suicide during that period of time when I, li- I literally, I literally could not 
contact him or, you know, he couldn't contact me though. He didn't try and all bad, all bad, all bad, all bad. So we're in this, we're in this period of time where, you know, shit went down that I'm working on. So anyway, like I said, this has been, um, this has been a really bad week. So let me get into what happened and why I'm going to title this one. I'm going to title it. So, the dude I was telling you about, the one that, you know, was supposedly, like, down with it and all that, um, turned out to be a complete asshole, and he, uh, he basically sold me out, you know, and everybody kept on warning me that Christian guys are worse, are way worse than other guys because they give you the impression that they are, that they're, you know, honest and clean, well, he was clean cut, but you know, wholesome and of faith and all that good stuff. And, you know, we, because there was a we, we were actually, like, I thought doing pretty good, you know, as far as it could be, because, you know, we still couldn't, like, really hang around with each other. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff we couldn't do because of the discipleship program I'm in and the fact that he actually is um, a staff member of this uh, I don't know what, I'll say it's just the mission of the mission out here. And so it was, um, it was kind of dicey to start with, right? Because of fraternization, fraternization, here comes an ambulance, hold on. Fraternization and... Um, I guess they felt like there could be some coercion on his part because he was staff and my contract in discipleship and, you know, everything bad, all bad, which we both chose to, um, I guess break is a good word, break the code, break the law. And, you know, I kind of had a feeling like three days before the situation came down that... There was something absolutely sketchy going on, and I felt like I was going to get sold out, <laughs> which I did, ultimately. And I, like, immediately erased all the messages, because it was reciprocal. We were messaging each other. It wasn't just all one-sided, which is what he wanted everybody to believe. And I don't know anybody who saw us together before this stupid thing happened absolutely knew that we were complete chemistry, and that, you know, as much as we could be a couple, we were a couple. So... The fact that he threw me under the bus is just like... So, I erased everything, which was kind of good and kind of bad, because had I kept it, I could have thrown him back under the bus, even though that's not really my style. And uh, I blocked him. I still haven't blocked him on Facebook yet, but I haven't really been on Facebook much, because, you know, that's another thing that the mission, like, and the um, director of where I live at, like, they're all over it, so I have to be... I have to be super duper careful about what I put on there. So I had very briefly maybe, you know, put up some enigmatic, you know, posts about us, but nothing that like red flagged, red flagged the relationship. But anyway, so Tuesday I had this really bad feeling and... You know, things are kind of going down. My tooth got broken, and I'm feeling really crappy about it. And, you know, quite 
quite repugnant and all this. And um, Friday, we have, like, prayer at the place I'm at for an hour or whatever. And a bunch of the guys come and, you know, the girls are in where I live. And, you know, we pray, like, very obviously, right? And I wasn't feeling it. I, like, I just knew, like, in the back of my head that there was going to be something coming down. So after prayer, I get a text from the director of where I'm at, and she was like, can you please come downstairs? We need to talk. And I was like, oh my gosh, what now, right? I've been good on Facebook. I took down Zen of the Stigmata, like you asked, even though I put it back up, but under <laughs> under different art and all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking my room is clean. I've done my homework. I've done my chores. I couldn't for the life of me fathom what it was going to be about. So I, she pulls me in, and then her boss walks in, and I'm like, to myself, of course, holy shit, I'm done. This is it. I'm going to literally really be homeless, and there's no coming out of this. I still didn't know what it was about. Um, here comes a train. waiting for them to drug test me which would have been okay um I was waiting I don't know what I was waiting for I was thinking maybe I had a warrant I didn't know about which would be crazy because I've never been arrested um but everything went through my head bad and they let me sit down and they're like okay let's have gone talk first and I'm like dude I didn't say dude I'm like I don't even know what this is about you know, and the head director over everybody is like, well, we got to talk about Jeffrey. And I'm like, oh, in my head again. Like, oh my God, what? And I'm thinking, you know, because I'm still so stupid. I'm thinking, well, maybe he died. Maybe he's in the hospital. Damn, that's a loud truck. Maybe he's in the hospital. Maybe, maybe, maybe a lot of stuff. And then they're like, well, he showed me some of the texts. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And to myself, of course. Because I'm thinking and I'm like, okay, no nudes. No, like, true declarations of love. No. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's okay, kind of, because, you know, he's been texting back to me. And apparently he had erased all his texts. So it was just all, all one-sided, which I'm sure made me look like an absolute lunatic because there's no other side to these texts, right? And my heart just sank because I knew at this point that that was an actual breach of my contract for this program and that... I literally could have just been done for. Like, they could have exited, exited, exited. Okay, that's a hard word to say with you. Exited me at that point, like legitimately. Told me to pack my shit and go. And whatever shit I could pack. Because, you know, being in discipleship, you have your own room. So, you tend to accumulate a lot more stuff than you do down in the dorm. Although, that could really be a lie. Because I've seen... Some of the ladies leaving from down in the dorm. And man, they've gotten slick on how to get a lot of stuff down there. Anyway, 
So, I'm, I get like that, that sick, nervous sweat. Like, I don't know if any of you have been, been in a position where you're like busted. You're totally busted. You know you're busted. And you know that you really have little to no recourse to, you know, try to get yourself out of it. You know, I don't lie. So that wasn't even an option. And I, how, I don't know how I would have lied and tried the text in front of her, although she didn't have his side of them, you know. And I'm like, well, it was reciprocal, but I'm not going to throw him under the bus because I don't do that, you know. I fucked up. I know I fucked up. And if he wasn't man enough to come to me... So this is the thing, is that he told them... After everything he told me, he told them that he had no interest in me and that, uh, you know, he didn't, I, I don't remember exactly what they said because at that point I was kind of like, you know, like when you hear bad news and you just kind of like your head just starts going all wonky on you and you only hear like one third of the words that are being said and all that. I went there. So I can't exactly remember, but she told me some of the history of him before he came to the mission, which was all bad. And she told me about his wife, which I knew about, his deceased wife, okay? I wasn't a married man. His deceased wife, and how, because of his drug use after she died, that he had never, like, legitimately healed from it. And that, um, kind of, kind of, that I was messing with his recovery, okay? Which, I'm kind of like... Okay, what? Like, because you guys are only seeing one side of the text. So you have no idea what he said to me. And, you know, what he had said to me that wasn't on, you know, that wasn't, like, recordable or, um, I guess recordable is the right word. You know, like, they couldn't bring up and be like, oh, well, he, he said this and he said that. And, you know, he erased the text or he told me I was beautiful and all this stuff and bunch of hogwash and uh so I just kind of you know I really just kind of decided that it wasn't it wasn't worth the fight I told the truth I told my side of the story I didn't throw him under the bus so I super super could have and they let me go they didn't let me go go like they 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 didn't write me up they didn't they could have written me up big time they didn't write me up they didn't throw me out. They didn't make a big deal of it after the point of where they were like, well, how did you get his phone number? And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, the usual way. And then they started, like, looking at each other, director and my director, like, oh, there's a whole lot more to this than we know. And then they were saying, like, he was ready to leave the program and move back to Indiana and all this stuff. And they're like, but we don't want you to feel guilty about it. And we don't want you to feel shame and... And it's like, I'm already feeling shamed, you know? It's like, not many people get called into the office with the director and the head director and make it out alive, like, literally. So, I did. And I don't know why, because I legitimately, if it had, I legitimately should have been gone. Like, they could have given me an exit date. They may not have, like, thrown me out immediately that day, but... I would have got an exit date and I would have been back downstairs in the dorm and I would have lost my discipleship and I would have, there was a lot of shit that could have absolutely fucked up for me on that and it didn't, thank God it didn't, um, but nonetheless, it kind of made for a fucking terrible week and, um, 
know, I'm still not over it yet, and I'm still, like, very much not, um, in any space to trust people, and, uh, I'm just, I'm just legitimately shell-shocked that he would pull this on me after, you know, after the trust I gave him and some of the stuff I told him, because I told him about Christopher, and he knew... He knew quite a bit about me. Um, not enough for me to send him nude photos, oh, thank God. Um, and had that crossed my mind? Well, not that I was going to do it, but and not if it had been a different time and space that I would have sent whoever this was nudes, because why not? I mean, I'm sorry to say it, but, you know, back in the day, that's kind of how I got... It's kind of... I'm not going to say that's how I got Christopher because we just, like, absolutely fell in love with each other. But um, I did entice him. I'm going to put it that way. And uh, I had no shame in that. Now, because of all this God stuff and, you know, all this stuff. It's And I'm older, you know. I mean, I wasn't young with Christopher. I mean, it was, like, two years ago, so I was 55. But when I met him, I was 53. And he was... 30, 32, um, he was 34 when he died, so, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah, so, yeah, um, wow, but, yeah, so, you know, if you don't think that messed with my, my bipolar, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to not understand bipolar, because that totally took me off my feet, you know, not to mention the med change, which is actually working, fortunately, because this whole thing could have gone way, way, way worse than it did had my meds not been working. And, um, you know, and not having had, like, some kind of therapy and all kinds of, all kinds of contributing factors that, you know, kind of ensured that I didn't absolutely go down a rabbit hole but again my trust is just absolutely shot to shit and um you know and then and then like I told my roommate and um I already should know that I can't really trust her that she's not somebody who can hold the confidence you know and she started telling it everybody which on the other hand could have got me thrown out because we had agreed that we would kind of just keep it in the room. Like, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, even though it doesn't if you get knocked up. But, um, you know, there was a, a sense of confidentiality there because had it been anybody else, there's a good chance that there's a super good chance that they would have not made it out alive on that. I mean, they would have made it alive, but they wouldn't. They still wouldn't be in the program. You know, and as much as I, I'm not always in love with the program, which y'all know, I am not ready to be fully homeless right now either. And that's what would have happened. And, you know, though I got the tent and like some, some stuff that would kind of um, buffer it, I'm not ready to be fully homeless right now. You know, I got six months left in the program. I'm playing way good girl now, and uh, I'm just, 
I'm, I mean, I literally am blessed, and I don't want to get into all this religious stuff because that's what Zen of the Stigmata is for, which I put back up, by the way, with new art. And I've only done one show so far because time is hard around here, and because of what happened, I didn't really want to um, slam the program too much until a little bit of time has gone by, which isn't enough time yet. But I, I'm going to go on there and talk about other stuff about religion and my bipolar and um you know the confusion that I get sometimes because there's just shit that doesn't make sense absolutely doesn't make sense and I'm struggling with a lot of it you know I've become like this is kind of like a free promotion I've become like the thrift books queen you know and every month I order like upwards to 10 books and get a whole lot free but I mean they're all books on religion and like lost gospels and you know Satan and stuff that they don't want us to really know about because they just want us to like straight up learn the Bible I'm like I don't mind I'll learn about the Bible man because it'll give me you know information is good knowledge is power right but I don't think they want me like taking it as far as I will be taking it because I'm I got six months left and you know maybe more if I can keep it together without like I don't know falling in love with anybody else or you know letting anybody else like you know sideline me or you know relapsing which you know was another thing that was really close to happening last week there was a lot last week this weekend actually because this all happened on friday but um when i broke my tooth that was like the first thing that went through my mind was well if at least if i'm high i won't have to think about the fact that i just cracked my front tooth i have insurance we're not dental and besides the fact if i go to a dentist they're gonna look at my whole mouth and they're gonna want to probably pull all my top teeth and you know do whatever they do I am 57 I mean I'm not a spring chicken but I'm not ready for dentures yet because I still have teeth I still have all my bottom teeth and my front teeth have always been problematic even since I was a kid with busted molars and my wisdom teeth and all kinds of stuff but my front teeth my front tooth you know, and like I still have half of it, which is just such a weird way to crack a tooth. And no, I couldn't save it because it happened at night and I didn't even realize it had happened until I woke up the next morning and I was like, holy shit, what happened? You know, and of course when something like that happens, you like, for me, I like kind of like went into another, another dimension or something and my perception of how I actually looked was so skewed that I, yeah, I immediately went and got the veneers and put them in and, um, you know, and that's what I've been doing. And like I said, they actually don't look bad. I'm just learning how to talk with them. And as you can see, there's a few words that I actually have a little bit of difficulty with, but all in all, I think I'm doing pretty good. So I'm almost home nice half hour walk and talk um this saturday i'm taught i don't i can't remember her name uh i want to say kate ekhoff 
pretty sure that's not her first name. Um, but anyway, I'll be talking to um, a mom about postpartum depression and her story about postpartum, which I really actually can't wait to do this interview because I've been trying to get a mom on to talk about this since the show started, kind of. And I get them booked, and then I guess for confidentiality reasons or whatever it is, they always, or maybe because they got kids, they will always cancel the interview, and it never happens. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm trying to schedule a couple other people. I know like the interview thing really takes me down, but now that I kind of have, kind of have a schedule that I can work around and have Wi-Fi because Anchor doesn't seem to work on mobile data when I try to interview, so I need to be on Wi-Fi. I'm going to kind of go back into the interview spiel for a little while. Of course, I'll, you know, I'll do me, I'll do me, I'll do me occasionally, you know, so you guys can keep up with what's going on, but because I don't want to just focus on discipleship and I want to keep it on mental health got to find a way to, you know, keep it on course. So interviews are perfect. They're actually perfect. So um, before I end, my other podcast, Zen of the Stigmata, it's everywhere. Again, it's on Apple, Google, um, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, TuneIn, you know, all the usual stuff, Player FM, uh, Castbox, you know, wherever you find this one, you can most likely find Zen of the Stigmata. There's one Radio Public, I think, is the one that I'm I'm working on getting it on, but I have to be on an actual um, computer. I can't. I can't. Um, God, I'm having a hard time with the words. I can't validate it's me on my mobile. So, and, and we have a computer where I live, but it's just a matter of getting on it and doing this all over again uh and i want to do this just because if you're ever in flagstaff arizona and you're on route 66 i just want to give a shout out to doghouse dude they got the best the best hot dogs i've ever had in my life and every time i'm like in a funk like i've been these past couple days go to doghouse and i get a chili cheese dog and um the whole world just seems a little bit brighter you know plus i serve mountain dew which it's kind of kind of super cool because almost all places like that have Coke products, but they do Pepsi. So there's Mountain Dew, and their fries are so good. So I just want to give a shout-out to Doghouse on Route 66 in Blackstaff, Arizona. I let them know that they are bomb. And, uh, of course, that's just on me. There's no paid, nothing going on there. I just, I just want people to, if they're in Blackstaff, to just go check them out because it's well worth it. Uh, other than that, right, which has already gone a half hour, um, which is like, wow, there's uh, not a whole heck of a lot going on again. Thank you all that keep me on the charts. I haven't checked them in a minute, but I already know you guys are keeping me on the charts, and uh, I love y'all. I love each of you, and on mass, I love my posse. Like I say, you guys are the show, and without you guys, there would be no Dancing with Bipolar, so... Thank you. Thank you, everyone who listens and gets something out of it and um, shares it 
and you know and hopefully I'm helping y'all or helping you help somebody else because literally that's what it's all about so anyway this is Dawn Shereen this is my podcast Into a Bipolar and hey let's all stay alive okay later